Welcome to Hardcore Honeys, where we take our full court NBA hottest takes. And we got featuring Jade and Penny with your moderator, TJ, who will just try to keep control with these two while we go with our takes. Court Honeys listeners, we got another episode coming at this week. You got Penny, Jade, and you got me, TJ. Um, this week, going a little artsy side with us, um, we're going to talk about basketball movies. Um, Penny, Jade, what are your guys' takes with some basketball movies? Have you guys watched a lot in your day? Yep. I think I realized when I was thinking about this episode that there aren't as many basketball movies as I thought there were. There are tons of football movies. Yep. And there's a few hockey movies too. But like when I started looking, like I went on Netflix and I just put in basketball to see what would come up. And like there's not as many basketball movies as I thought there actually were. So you got to, um, I checked out all the major streaming sites. Amazon Prime. Amazon's that's the one the that most. has all of them. Oh, yeah. Because it even has... Um, also, fair game for movies. All the Disney movies that were a part of it, that were like original movies that you saw on mm-hmm. TV. Amazon still has the Disney movies even after Disney Plus. Some of them are still there just because they have like Their the contracts. ones teamed with the twin oh, okay. sisters, a gotcha. full court miracle. But yeah, so they still have those ones for a little bit. But no, if you get Disney Plus, then you get like Luck of the Irish, High yeah, School yeah. Musical. Yeah. <laughs> okay. See, I don't even count High School Musical as a basketball movie. <laughs> it, it was no, it was mentioned eighth grade basketball practice. It was one of our last practices. It was right when that movie started. We did the entire get your head in the game and practice. Our oh, coach God. was so disappointed really? in us. <laughs> so disappointed. Tell Shout out to Coach Malaric for putting up up with that. Um, Tell me, there's video of this. That, well, this was this was before even smartphones. Like oh, this, was just, this was still like I had a flip phone when this happened. That's I had really a flip phone. You, so that's how long ago that was. <laughs> um, well, we'll just start off. Uh, Jade, top five, three, five favorite basketball movies, and that includes documentaries or fictional stories. Okay, so number I think I have four. Four, perfect. Number four, which I just watched, was the Giants of Africa documentary, which is Masai Jerry's. Um, Sorry. Of course. Masai Jerry's basketball camps is Giants of Africa. Um, so I watched that the other day. I had actually forgotten about it, that it was on Netflix until we prepared to do this. And I was like, oh, yeah, I haven't watched it yet. Like, duh. So I watched that. Um, the Pistons 30 for 30 comes in at number four. Space Jam is our three for 30 for 30. Space Jam's number two and Coach Carter's number one. Coach Carter's number one. Uh, Penny, what do you got for your favorites? Uh, number one, Love and Basketball. Number two, Coach Carter. Number three, Glory, what's it called? Glory to Road? Something Glory like Road. Glory Road. There you go. That's it. I only have three. You only got three? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, I'll throw my... I got... I, I love me some semi-pro. I love that storyline. Space Jam. There is a documentary about Larry Bird and Magic Johnson. And then there's also a documentary about the Dream Team that I love. So those are my mm. few. But I got I to gotta watch those. Yes. Um, those ones are quite good. I 
bawled my eyes out in the Larry Bird Magic Johnson one because I'm an adult and I can cry whenever I want to. <laughs> Damn straight. <laughs> I can cry whenever I want to. But, okay, so we got those movies. So, with those movies picked, like, how important were those films for you when it came just to your love for basketball, Penny? Oh, they were very important. Just Coach Carter, that made his, well, they didn't make it seem fun to practice basketball, but the way he coaches, that it's reality. The way you, you play basketball during my days, which was the 90s, early 90s. Oh, okay, gotcha. But um, that, was, that was reality right there, Coach Carter. I liked in Coach Carter how he turned all the different plays into stories about women. Yeah. Because what better way is there to engage teenage boys? That than... was a very clever idea. Right? That was one of my favorite things about that movie. Yeah. It was like, it was that movie's montage moment, which was, we're going to work on all these plays that are named after women. It kind of reminded yeah. me of the song Mambo Number no. 5. Just a little <laughs> bit of this, a little bit of her, and oh, all that. God. And then we're going to make the plays off of that stuff. Because... <laughs> That with the for for me at least the point the basketball movies at least like for Coach Carter that came out right when I was like fourteen and stuff so it got me to it showed me like oh you got to put real heart if you want to win the game and everything so it added an intensity for me that slowly dwindled after a couple knee injuries and a couple concussions so but still what year what year was that what year was that when did it come out. Um, let me check. Was it early 2000s? Yeah, I think it was. was it was 2005. I was yeah. thinking six, yeah. Okay, but wait a second, back up. Knee injuries in basketball, fine. But a couple concussions, what's that all about? Um, I got hit in the head with some elbows a couple times. Um, <laughs> I took a hard what kind fall. What basketball were you playing? <laughs> I, um, I, I took a hard fall one time. I was going up on a fast break, and a guy took out my legs oh my and gosh. slammed my head on the ground. Um, Sounds normal. Got ejected because it wasn't even. He wasn't going for the ball. Oh, he wasn't. Man. So, but hey. yeah, that. Yeah, those are my things: concussions yeah. and knee injuries. Hey, kids were tough back in the days. They didn't care. I oh, never elbow. had. I got elbows so many times in middle school. Jay, that... you would be proud of. Yeah. My, it was, I always hate on the bad boys, but at the same time, like, oh, I was a Bill Ambeer. I totally uh -huh. was. I got rejected. <laughs> I'd get the, I'd have a smug grin when someone would get mad at me. Like, I never forgot, I, I had more sprained fingers and ankles than I can remember from basketball. That's just I never got, bit. I never got concussed, but jammed up fingers and rolled ankles so many that's your that's your entry into basketball if you don't jam a finger oh for sure not a real basketball player <laughs> for no sure. i never got injured i never got injured no jam fingers nothing you never got injured penny what kind and of I'm, basketball were you playing you're supposed to like 90s ball too yeah exactly i played, I played in middle school i played in middle school and freshman year of high school organized oh, i, I so. made the team so <laughs> but I was a point guard. I don't think point guards got that oh, much. I was, that... I was down low. I was post. Yeah. And this yeah, was that's, that's why I am. Yeah, I was. It was before pre three pointing three point shooting big man. So I was always in the paint. Yeah. That was. Me. I so was always I... on in the paint defensively. I took I took charges. Like I played in a men's rec league for like five years in my twenties. I was the only woman in that league. 
And guys always thought I was going to get out of the way and not take the charge. They're like, why? Why would I move? (laughs) Why would you assume I'm going to move? And then I was a three-point shooter, so I was never in the paint offensively. But I was always down there defensively. See, that's where that see game has totally changed for me now. I'm you get me that mid range, I'm set. If you give me the layup, yep. I'm gonna miss it. So I feel like <laughs> I'm too close. You should give me this shot. I'm too close. <laughs> that's funny. It actually took me longer to learn layups than it did shooting. I always went too hard on layups. See, I used but to I could shoot like shoot. no problem. I'm the opposite. Yeah. <laughs> layups are super easy shooting. Ugh. I'm a mid range shooter. So yep. that's about it. Mid-range. That's perfect. Uh, yeah, I was, I'd be able, like, back in the day, yeah, in the post. Now it's jump shots, and because I never that's knew it. how to shoot. So I had to learn, teach myself how to shoot and stuff. <laughs> the textbook form, everything. And by that time, it's like, oh, we, you're not even playing seriously anymore. You're just playing pickup games at lifetime. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, yeah. I know how to shoot. I just don't have the range. You don't have the I range. Never, I never practiced going all the way to the three-point line. Yeah, I, my buddies, they practice three-point shots from deep. And I'm like, give me the ball down low. Give me the ball mid-range. Let me get my free throw. I'm, yep, a, I'm the 17-foot assassin. 17-foot assassin. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not David West. Like, you give me that 15, 17-footer mistake. That's the wrong mistake. <laughs> Oh my gosh. <laughs> so I gotta ask, out of which do you prefer? A documentary of basketball or like a fictional movie, Jade? I really like both. Probably just because the word basketball is involved. Like I really don't need more information than that. <laughs> oh, exactly. you're killing me. You're not exactly. you're not setting up the argument, the debate. Oh, I like them both. I I like them both too. I like both sides. Sorry, I'm Taylor. Sorry. I'm not gonna lie to make your point for you. Oh, gosh, no, <laughs> I, I like anything. I'd go documentary. I love looking at. I love figuring out the behind the scenes things with all the players and teams and stuff. See, I like the movies because you get things out of the movie, out of the the way that movies are written. Like in Coach Carter, for instance. The whole thing with what is your greatest fear through that movie, I loved that. I had never heard that quote before that movie, so I looked it up and I read the whole thing. And that has become like a thing that I refer to in my life that I use. Yep. You don't get that that as much from documentaries, I don't think. But I still like documentaries. Yeah. Plus it was a true story. Yeah, it was based on a true story. So technically it's like a biopic. Yeah. Most of the yeah. sports movies are real. Yeah. Yeah. True stories. Yeah. Coach Carter was the sports version of Dead Poet Society for all the writing nerds. For basketball nerds, it was Coach yeah. Carter that, like, yeah, the coach yeah. is with us. They, he knows what to do. Dead Poet Society was where all the artsy nerds were like, oh, yeah, this man gets it. My <laughs> captain, oh, captain. <laughs> oh, God. But, just, I've also seen actually probably more documentaries too than I actually have of the fictional basketball. I one. think there just are more documentaries available. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that is a very true thing with it. Um, I just saw the D Wade one. That was a good one. I have that on my TiVo. I haven't watched it yet. Wade, Wade but I taped one? it. The D Wade, D Wade, uh, 
That's a Life it. Unexpected, I think it's yeah. true. Yeah. Huh. I taped it when it was on a few weeks back, and I haven't actually watched it yet. What yeah, was it on? His Life. His Life. Just his life from, from uh No, from I mean, I mean like, what oh. platform? Oh, ESPN. ESPN. Yeah. Oh, okay, gotcha, gotcha. I taped it off the TV. Oh, okay. Well, speaking of players having their little... Michael Jordan's documentary is also about to come out, so perfect timing with that one. I heard they pushed it up because there's no basketball. Yeah. Was was it supposed to come out this time or was it supposed to come a little bit later? I think it was supposed to come out later. Was this mm-hmm. I think was it this summer? Some I didn't I never knew an exact date when it was supposed to be. I just heard that they were releasing it early. Oh, okay. Okay, yeah, because I saw the a couple days worth of it. Mm-hmm. I think it's eight episodes. So something like know. that. But uh if you guys had to make a your own basketball movie, um, what kind of style would you want? Would you want it to be a documentary? Would you like it to be like some hard-hitting drama, some family light-hearted comedy film, something like that? Like, Jay, what would you want your basketball movie to be about? So this is an interesting question for me mm-hmm. because I have an entire outline written for a basketball kind of based novel that I see more as being like a Netflix miniseries type of deal. And it is, it's based kind of in a company like what Belly Up is. And the character is based kind of sort of on me. Um, But then it's also going to deal with social issues like um, sexual harassment and gun violence and all that kind of stuff. There's going to be a love story in it. There's a mystery in it. So I okay. guess... There's going to be a murder mystery involved now, too, with it, too? There 100% is, yes. Sherlock <laughs> with a J. Sherlock Holmes with a jump shot. So I'm working on it slowly. I've had a few people read it, and they they like it. So it'll get finished one day. One day when you... Yep, when... But So, yeah, mine covers... It's like... it's There are fun moments but it's a fairly serious, I guess, overall story. And the love story lightens it up a little bit. Serious story with some lighthearted moments. Yeah. Got it. Uh, Penny, what about you? What would your format be? Mine won't be that dramatic. <laughs> it will be more, <laughs> fa- more family and comedy because I'm always laughing. I just love, I love family movies. I love comedy, romantic movies. So it would be more in that range. So Make it we fun. Got- we got ourselves a uh, Academy Award winning movie, and then one movie that is would be a uh, Kids Comedy. Choice Awards movie. Yep. But we have those kind of movies. Like we got some lighthearted stuff, and then we're gonna got that dark, dark stuff. Um, <laughs> uh, speaking of like the documentary stuff, uh, when it comes to like a documentary, like what player, what team, what era of basketball, whatever. Um, what do you think needs to be have a documentary, Penny? Uh, most definitely the '90s NBA. Any, any, I'll say any team, any player, because they were so interesting to watch. Even, just, even if you just took the '90s and did an overview yeah, of what yeah. basketball was in the '90s, that would any, be any team: the Knicks, the Pacers, the yeah. Heat, the Bulls. The Pistons, any single team, it could have a dog series. You just gonna mention the entire Eastern Conference? 
Yep. Be like, well, then it could be, well, then Jade would time be like, well, it could be Toronto. There's no reason to have Toronto included in a 90s documentary. I'm totally okay saying that. Hey, it would be the, Vince the Carter, Vince franchise. Carter. That's true. Vince Carter is, yeah. did a they lot have, for There is a Vince Carter documentary of his Toronto days. I've seen yeah. that. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, I think that, I saw it. That, I like that one. Yeah. I like that one a lot. So. Well, that I mean there's a player that, uh, Jade. What would you want to be documented? Okay, so this is gonna seem super obvious, but I can back it up. I think they need to do a documentary on the Raptors from the time Masai Jury was hired. Because defend your point. Because <laughs> I'm that already changed. Snoring. First of all, that changed everything for the franchise. That was a complete turning point for the franchise. But also, if you are not a Toronto fan and you don't follow the Raptors, you don't understand all the stuff that happens. And I deal with this with people on Twitter all the time that like they think they know based on the little bit of national coverage the Raptors get in the States. They don't know. They don't get it. They don't understand that every single one of those players has this crazy story. They don't understand that the Raptors recruit for character just as much as talent or more. And I think there are a lot of things within what Masai Jury has done. And the Raptors are a team that won a championship that are like almost no other team that's ever won a championship in terms of the way that they were built. Mm -hmm. So that's why. Do you think maybe just Masai in general should have his own documentary? Because every team he's ever touched has turned out successful. And then, because when he was with Denver, they were getting the Western Conference Finals. Then, didn't he go to Brooklyn, I think, after that? Because I know he was a couple um, different- I don't think he would have said, fuck Brooklyn, before Ra- the Raptors played them if he had worked there. I, I just know he's worked a couple different spots in every... He did, he did scouting for, I want to say, Orlando? Was that... Early before Denver. I can't I remember where he was after Denver or if he came straight to Toronto from Denver. Well, how long has he been in Toronto for? Uh, I want to say eight years. Eight years in Toronto already? Okay. It took him eight years. That's not bad. Right? Yeah. From a team that wasn't making the playoffs at all? Right. Oh, that's pretty good. You know, you know what? Real challenge for him. If he can bring the Timberwolves to the second round, oh yeah, that's Honestly, a real story right there. I 100% Don't give him a title. Believe. That's too much to ask for. Give him a second round appearance. Yeah, Masai Jury could get the Timberwolves a championship, right? Because the Timberwolves have a lot of the same issues being a small market team that Toronto did where big names don't want to sign there, big names that get traded there don't necessarily stay. And he still managed to build a team that could win a championship in spite of all of those things that Toronto as a location is seen to have going against it. And now he's he's homegrown superstars who have loyalty to the franchise. Like Pascal Siakam was the 27th pick in the same draft class as Ben Simmons. Who else do you remember was in that draft class besides him and Ben Simmons? And I don't even want nobody him. else. Nobody else. And he was picked. He almost wasn't even picked in the first round. He's the only one with the ring. 
That is that's a valid point with it. Um, we'll see one thing the Timberwolves are doing are taking out of Toronto's book is since we're not getting a lot of people coming to us, we dive into our G League team yeah. so much. And G they League are is brilliant. It. It's a Ryan brilliant Saunders, model. Ryan Saunders, head coach, it's still up to debate. But before he was an assistant coach and a head coach, he was head of player development with John Wall and Bradley Beal. He was also in when his dad was in Detroit. He was also player development. Granted, that's with an older team, so he didn't have to work as hard with it. But that's his forte, is development. And so we're getting all these players from the G League that are succeeding under his thing because he's like, I want you because I see a talent that works out perfectly. So we're taking, and Rosas is taking it out of Masai's book too with it all. How far away does your G League team play from where the Timberwolves play? Oh, they play in Des Moines, Iowa. So it's literally about two hours. Two hours? Okay. Yeah. Because that's another thing about the Raptors documentary. The Raptors G League team plays 40 minutes from the Scotiabank Arena. That's And that's useful. And they send their assistant coaches to the G League team to be the head coaches. So that's what not only about. are they just using the G League team, but they're using the same system in their G League mm-hmm. team. So they can pick players out and drop them in, and they're ready to go. That's yeah. it. It's exactly what the Timberwolves are doing, too, because Ryan Saunders was actually our summer league and uh, a G League uh, uh, can not a consultant kind of for the teams. So mm-hmm. all these players on our G League team were kind of already picked from Ryan. So, um, yeah. Okay. Well, getting away from that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> one of the movies that I think we all agree on is a great is Space Jam. We all said it was in our Space top Jam. three. Top. So. Was it my favorite? But go ahead. What? What? What, where would you what would you rank that then? Because I feel like it's quite offensive to every. Single I mean, character. it's a popular movie, but I would say my personal opinion is not for me. For me, it wasn't a. I think I know what's happened here, Taylor. Let me see if I can take a stab at this. It's so, cartoon. First of all, it's cartoon. I'm not into cartoon movies. Okay. At Do you all. remember? I don't know if you guys watched How I Met Your Mother, but at one point in How I Met Your Mother, Barney is dating this girl that doesn't like Star Wars, and he's freaking out about it. That's Taylor. <laughs> Because he has this theory that if you don't like Star Wars, she had to be older than what she said she was. So my theory is that when Space Jam came out, Penny was just a little bit outside of that range of age where the Bugs Bunny movie was going to fly. I guess I was I when it came out, so I was right up my wheelhouse. When it was that 92, 93, 94, around there? 96. Ninety six. I was a. It was the during the Jordan retirement. Okay. I, I knew we were going to have to do the this movie. Again. I was a sophomore. I was a sophomore in high school. <laughs> sophomore in high school. Okay. Yeah, that, I wasn't into cartoon um, movies or any TV shows that then. So that's why I knew it. <laughs> See, okay, Space well, Jam is I will huge let for this me. Slide. Um, I will let it slide this time. Um, Space Jam is huge for me because it's a whole story in my life. So at the time when my siblings saw their first movie in the theaters, I had six other cousins. 
And all nine of us were supposed to go with our parents to see Beauty and the Beast. And that was going to be the first movie we all saw in theaters. Well, the day they ended up deciding to go, I had to have an allergy test. So all my brothers and sisters (laughs) and all my cousins got to see the first movie in the theater and I didn't get to go. Oof. Oof. So later on, when I finally did get to see my first movie in the theaters, mm. it was Space Jam. Oh no! So Space Jam is very nostalgic for me. Also, my mom love, love, loved that soundtrack. I have heard that soundtrack thousands of times. We were talking about this after the yeah. other episode last week. <laughs> so, like, yeah. Space Jam is always one of those things I can just put on and be like, "Yeah, this is good." That's. Well, speaking of the music for it, so not the soundtrack, but the music, like the score and everything that was um, was made by um, a guy named uh, Hans Zimmer. And yeah. some of his credentials... He's one of the for, best to work in, ever work in Hollywood. Yep. So he's got uh, Rain Man. Uh, he won for mm-hmm. The Lion King, Preacher's Wife, The Prince of Egypt, Gladiator... Oh, Sherlock Holmes, Inception, the Dark Knight series. Yeah. And then he's doing he's doing Space Jam. Two? Two. He's doing the next one. Is he? I did not know that. Yes, he's I was gonna he's say yep, he's doing the next one that How old is he? (laughs) Oh let me check. Uh, He is sixty-two. I was gonna say he's gotta be in the sixties. I was gonna say seventy. Oh, he's so young. Okay. When I saw that, I was just like, okay, wow, we're really putting in some money with this one. LeBron is, because LeBron is one of the main producers for it. I have very mixed feelings about this, because I love Hans Zimmer, but, like, I really, really don't think Space Jam 2 is going to live up to the first one. I don't think it can. Oh, no. It definitely So, like, to go all the way up there on the person doing the music and knowing I'm going to be disappointed leaves me with very mixed feelings. How I like, I know it's going to be bad, but how I'm trying to tell myself (laughs) is so LeBron James is kind of like the Michael Jordan of this, this like young kids era, just because he's winning all the time and stuff. You see him everywhere. Uh, um, But he's a bad actor. Hey, if you saw Trainwreck, Trainwreck, he was actually really funny. I really enjoyed him in Trainwreck. He's got some... We'll have to get back to that in a second. He's got solid comedic chops. I I don't know if he can do serious stuff, but he's got good comedic timing. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Because I don't like LeBron James as, like, his persona. I don't like him. But I saw Trainwreck, and I was like... I saw it too. I can get on board with this LeBron. (laughs) I love when he starts... Screaming and clapping his hands with Bill Hare going, my man's getting gonna have intercourse. And he's just <laughs> screaming at his oh little restaurant. I have to see if that's still on Netflix now. Oh, it is. That needs, that needs to make my list. I forgot about that movie. That's a basketball well, no, movie. I, no, there's a, I have a something coming up about, uh, I, we'll just go right into it then. Um, I don't think so, Amy's good either. She's okay. She's okay. Yeah, she's okay, but she's it's a okay. basketball movie. I had to watch it. I like. Yeah, Billy. I saw it. Yeah, I saw it too. But um, it's okay. But segue into perfect with that. Um, out of like movies you've seen where NBA players have had their little cameo appearance, may not even being an NBA player. Um, 
what cameo it can be them also being an NBA player, but what cameo can you think of of an NBA player being in a movie is your favorite penny? Not my favorite movie, but above the rim was above one of them. Um what's his name? Ray Allen. Was Ray Allen in that one? We're mixing up the movies. Um, Ray Allen was one was one of the movies. Above the rim. Was it Ray Allen? Uh, the one that had uh, Ray Allen was He Got Game. He Got Game. There you go. Yes. That one. Above yes. the Rim had Tupac. So. Okay, yeah. Definitely wrong movie. Yeah. Definitely wrong movie. Um. <laughs> one, one movie, though, I'm surprised that, I mean, I wish I would have mentioned now seeing White Men Can't Jump. Yes. Oh my god, I forget about that. I love. I did not forget about that, and it still didn't make my list. It still didn't make your list. (laughs) (laughs) That's a classic movie right there. I just one reason why I love that movie is Wesley Snipes' hat, the front brim flipped all the way up. (laughs) That yeah, that's. But Rosie Rosie Perez is hilarious. Yes, she's. I love love that that movie. Yes. But with the going back to the Space Jam 2, so some other names in it, uh, actor-wise, Don Cheadle, um, which okay. he's done his fair share of stuff. They actually have someone playing uh, his son in the movie. They're not even getting Bronny to do it, so which I thought was a little sad, father-son movie. But, maybe Bronny so, can't act. Yeah, true. Like his father. So well, neither could maybe Jordan. He doesn't want to. Jordan couldn't act either. No, Jordan was terrible. Yeah, all the NBA Charles... players in Space Jam were terrible. Exactly. Yeah. Well, Charles Barkley, I liked it when he was praying. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's my mom. <laughs> no, yeah, everyone. I do also like when Muggsy Bogues was like, "At least you guys are tall. I'm just yeah. some short oh. person without fat." <laughs> Now I gotta watch it. It's then. so true. No, right? Like it's I mean, so true. But some other NBA players in this new one: so Clay Thompson, Anthony Davis, oh. Dame Dame Lillard, CP3, Kuzma, Jordan's making a uh, another appearance again, um, Kyrie, and then throwing in some WNBA players this time around. So we got Diana Taurasi. Uh, and the Gumakay's sisters. Yes, I was just about to say, you guys are going to know how to say this last name is better Gumakay. than... Gumakay. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're Nigerian. And then also, I'm seeing some things uh, un- uh, non-basketball related. So, um, Pennywise the Clown from It, he looks like it's going to be making a cameo appearance. Um, oh. The Wicked Witch, Wicked Witch of the West from Wizard of Oz. Um, Stanley Ipkiss, or the guy from The Mask. Um, and Lord Voldemort will be making supposedly some cameo appearances with it. So I'm, I'm curious watching. just because of all of these people involved with it. Like, how are they going to make not, this work? I'm not excited about all those people. I'm more like, okay, to me, that just makes me feel like they know they're not going to be as good as the first one. And they've got to throw in as many names as they can. Well, yeah. No, there's never going <laughs> to. No, it's not. They know it's not going to be. I know it's not going to be good, better than the first one. With all these names, though, with it, I'm just curious on what they're going to do with it. Like, I get like, the how NBA are they players and stuff. Get all those characters into the storyline. Like, that's why I'm really curious. Like, how are I you going to get Pennywise and Voldemort in the same scene together? Like, how is that <laughs> tied together? 
those aren't even cartoons. Like if it was, we a car- have like a plot line for it. What? Is there a plot line released for it? Um, nothing yet. Nothing no. released. I'm looking at the um YouTube or the Wikipedia page for it. Um, they had nothing to actually say about it. What's what about, about the IMDb said. page? It's, it's yeah. You probably should check, I should check the IMDb page for it. Um, but it is saying uh, next J- July sixteenth, twenty twenty one. Yeah. If the world hasn't blown up, we will be seeing. So we have to remember channel. because we're gonna have to all watch it and do a review episode for it. Oh yeah. Oh, Sanuqua so- Martin Green's in it too. She's one of my favorite actresses. She is the main character in Star Trek Discovery. She's awesome. No, oh, I never watched it. I yeah, I I'm looking. I've never seen her. Oh, she's great. She is she newer? Yeah, Star Trek is kind of her breakout role. Oh, and that's she, on oh, its third season. Oh she oh Star Trek the TV show. Oh. TV I show, was, yeah. Oh, yeah. See, Star I'm Trek only a Picard Discovery. days like I'm John Luke Picard. That's when I that's that's me. <laughs> Picard's awesome. The new Picard series, have you been watching it? I have not. I'm I, oh my god! I don't even know what what is it's what what is that? So good. So, Star Trek. You know there is there's been a lot of captains for the Enterprise. One of them is by Patrick Stewart or John Luke Picard. Um, he's a lot of memes, and I just also like it because it's Patrick Stewart. Patrick Stewart's a badass. He's, Patrick a, he's Stewart such a good actor. Patrick yeah. Stewart and Ian mm-hmm. McKellen's relationship gives me hope for the world it gives me hope for things <laughs> um yeah get on that taylor because it's it's done now it's all aired so you could binge it all the way through and it's it, uh, yeah so... that's what that's what i that's what i was actually waiting for i prefer to like just binge all my shows I, there's very few shows where i'm like oh it's a new episode this week i gotta watch usually i'm like i'll wait till the end of the season and i'll watch all of them at once on a See, date. me because I'm always knitting when I'm watching TV, I'll watch them and then I'll binge it like three months later because I've always missed stuff. Because oh I'm yeah, I always yeah. yeah, I'm not paying attention fully. Oh, it's really yeah. good. You're gonna like it. Oh, definite. Okay, so I'll have to. I'll check that out. And if you like that one, you have to try Discovery. So it's very different time to be a Star Trek fan now because. The shows are much more cinematic than what was the last one was um, the original Enterprise, which was nobody really liked that series. I don't even like that one. Like was like uh, before that was Voyager. Before that was Next Generation and <laughs> <Facebook>. <laughs> and then the original Star Trek. So all of those shows were very a lot of standalone episodes. <laughs> I couldn't get my fingers oh, right. Luke. Arthritis. <laughs> but the new series discovery and picard are like they're movies oh yeah that's what it looks more like like it's all very cinematic the 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 effects are incredible and the stories are really good well oh well so i'll definitely have to check that one wonder if there could ever be maybe um russell westbrook can make an appearance in that story oh god no He, only if he's like a troublemaking alien or something like that. I mean, he kind of looks like it. 
Oh, right? my God. <laughs> Shots. And now I'm going to get a message from Russell Westbrook being like, what did you say about me? And be like, I'm just some average Joe. Why do you care? Yeah, we're going to have to at him in one of the promo tweets for this episode. <laughs> you got Petty. Hashtag Russell Westbrook should be on. <laughs> hashtag Russell Westbrook should be on uh, Star Trek. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, my God. That blew up. Wow. Uh, with uh, NBA players being in film. Have you guys ever seen the movie Airplane? It was from like the late 70s. Early. No, no, I don't think so. Oh, well, it's one of just like these stupid satire films or whatever. But in the movie, uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is an airline pilot. And he just has like, he's maybe on for a total of half hour the entire movie. But movie, everyone's getting sick on this plane from Bad Chicken. And, um, well, there's this little kid that goes to the cockpit, and then there's Kareem Abdul-Jabbar sitting there, and he's just like, wow, you're Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. You're my favorite player. And he goes, nah, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm, well, blah, blah, blah. I'm a, I'm a pilot. He goes, oh, no, yeah, you're my favorite player. My dad says that you kind of play, you kind of slack off on defense, and you rely on others to kind of uh, oh. pick up the slack where you don't go. And then he just pulls the kid over, and he goes, hey, kid. I bust my butt nine months out of the year running up and down that court. You don't, your dad can't tell me what to do or something like that. And later on in the movie, when he gets sick and they're taking him out, and periodically in the film, they kept on showing him, and he was more and more in Lakers attire. Like, first mm-hmm. you see just the short shorts, and then you see the goggles. And by the time they're pulling him out of the airplane when he's sick, he's in full Lakers attire and stuff oh <laughs> So it was one of those moments where I was like, and, like, he had, like, a split second. I was like, good comedic chops there, Kareem. That was pretty funny. I liked that a lot. Um, as I'm looking through some more of these movies, worst basketball movie. Jade, can you think of one to uh, top of your head? Like Mike. Like Mike? You didn't like, like Mike? Oh, oh no. Uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Penny? What's one movie that, one basketball movie that was just abysmal? Uh, just right with uh, Queen Latifah. D Wade was on it too. Oh, common. I I personally loved the movie because of the romantic side of it, but the basketball side that was bad. <laughs> just oh, right yeah. with a uh, Queen Latifah, Common, D Wade. Um, who else was in it? That's a good cast. It was a good movie. I would. What? Um, I'd have to go with Juana Man. Yeah, that is, uh, but that, that is a horrific movie and pretty offensive. <laughs> it was actually, I don't know if I've now. ever seen it. No, oh, you don't need to see it. It is horrible. <laughs> it got That's a ten percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, jeez, <laughs> that is bad. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He was a disgraced NBA player who then goes to dresses himself in drag. And plays in the WNBA and dominates. You oh can think God. of all the hijinks of a man, uh, a man, uh, a dude. That is offensive. I'm offended just by the plot line now. <laughs> no, yeah, exactly. One of the most iconic scenes is when he's taking a shower and he's just like, oh, I can't actually go naked. So he's in his full, like, jersey and stuff. Horrible. As I'm looking at numbers, so the budget for the film was $15.6 million. It made 13. So oh they didn't, gosh. they lost m- money in this movie. 
Yeah. Wow, that budget was high. It's really high. Okay. I mean, because it was it was okay. It was uh, funny. It had funny parts. That was. I also just not a big fan of Miguel A. Nunez Jr., the guy that plays Juana. He just got arrested, didn't he? He did. For uh, shoplifting during the quarantine. Oh, oh well, that makes Jeez. sense. Um, as I'm <laughs> up Juana Man, it, the next thing below Juana Man, it says, is Miguel A. Nunez Jr. black or white? Hispanic. That is, that is the first thing that pops up behind Juana Man. What oh kind of question is that? I don't know. I don't get why. That's the second thing that gets pulled up. Well, we'll go away from that. That's dumb. <laughs> what about we? No one's mentioned this one. Airbud. That one's about a dog playing. Airbud. Airbud. I don't remember that one. Wholesome than that. I don't judge my movies by how wholesome they are. I'm a grown ass woman. <laughs> movie came out in 97 and you're saying you're mm, 97 airbud i don't remember it like now i don't judge my movies by if they're furry animals playing sports no animals don't play sports um you've never seen that dog actually play basketball because he can actually shoot that was a real dog that wasn't cgi i'm aware it was a real dog based on when (laughs) it came out dogs playing basketball doesn't impress me Wow, your standards are ridiculous. Yes, they are. <laughs> <laughs> have you guys have you guys seen the Uncle Drew movie? No, I haven't. I haven't. It, but I and wanted I, to. Was I didn't plan to watch it. I don't know how I feel. See, I, loved, I really liked. I loved those commercials and the YouTube spots. Was so like I really wanted to see yeah. the movie, but I haven't seen it yet. The commercials are great, but the, I don't think the movie was that good. Did you see it, Taylor? What? What? Did you see it? I know I did. That was a movie yeah. I was on the fence with with seeing. I was like, I want to see it because of all the NBA players, but I don't want to see it because I know it's going to be a horrible movie. See, I feel like, especially since they're talking about possibly canceling the season altogether, we might have to dive into some of these movies we haven't seen and come back and yeah. do another movie. Well, that, I do see what there is a there is a documentary here that I'm seeing. Um, uh, it's called Dennis Rodman's Big Bang in Pyongyang, and it has to do with him and then also uh, his career and then also with uh, Kim Jong-un and his best what? relationship with I'm that. So I'm going to have to check that out because that's going to be weird. Yeah. I'm yeah, all- I think weird is the only right word for that. Oh, yeah. it's <laughs> Yeah. Weird is the only way for it. But yeah, that is we definitely will. Yeah, we'll have to come back so we can continue with this one because there's there's some other ones here that I think uh, I'm interested that I haven't seen before. There's some that I want to get look back at again. Um, and just, uh, we're gonna have nothing else to talk about. So <laughs> we gotta come up with that original content. We gotta come up with that original content so people can still just be listening to us. So from people in the future listening to us in a past episode, what up? Uh, <laughs> I want to be able to people be like yeah this is great I want to listen to this episode again and the, these are the hard hits these are the hard hitters <laughs> oh, oh. Um, but so, 
think we can hit up those fast break questions now. So, first question. Jade, last shot on the game. Who on the Toon Squad is going to be taking your last shot? Lola Bunny. Lola? Yeah. Penny, what about you? I don't remember the movie at all. <laughs> okay, think of Looney Tunes characters. Looney Tunes characters. Out of your favorite. Um, I have no idea. You have no idea. You can't <laughs> say question. Like, Daffy Duck. I'll, I'll stand that because Lola came in as the only one that could ball. So who else are you going to give it to? Um, Elmer Fudd. He did a free throw line dunk with his tongue out and a headband on. So. <laughs> yeah, but that was only after they had Michael's secret stuff. Which, that's a whole other investigation Lola, right there. He's in the Villa game. <laughs> Lola showed up for tryouts with 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 handles and she could shoot already oh man i have to watch the movie <laughs> <laughs> so then next question so if you made an, a movie it doesn't have to be a, a NBA, it doesn't have to be a basketball movie the can doesn't have to be what nba player would you want to have in your film penny that's a good question I'm gonna have to go with D Wade because he's made a movie. He's made a movie before, and okay. he wasn't too bad. So D Wade. Uh, what about you, Jade? I would have to go with OG Ananobi. Uh, because he's a big surprise. So there's a little bit of a background to this. Okay. Serge Ibaka has a, ser- a few different series of web shows. You I probably was gonna say know. doesn't he have one with like him and his scarves? Okay, so this is where it came from. So it's a <laughs> show. It's called a, a Vet Class. It's about his style. He films it at a Holt Renfrew store in Toronto at the Eaton Center. And so he has, he's had Fred on, Fred Van Vliet. OG was the second episode, and he's had Marc Gasol on. And they play a few games. They're allowed to pick some clothes and, like, put together an outfit. And OG is very quiet, as far as even his post-game interviews and how he's just not, he's not a big talker. So he did that episode with Serge and he was so funny. He trolled Serge the entire episode. And as Toronto fans were like, who knew OG was this hilarious? So because of that, he would be the person because he's just, he's so funny. Okay. I would, I would have to do DeAndre Jordan. He's got himself a good funny bone. And I, yeah. I would want to, I'd put him in there. I'd throw him in there. All right. And the last question, which basketball movie would you want to have an appearance in, Jade? Oh, it's easy. Ooh. That's difficult for me because my favorite basketball, Basketball movies, unfortunately, do not feature women playing basketball. And if I was going to be in a basketball movie, I would want to be playing. Well, I mean, like mm-hmm. I said, there's those double, there's those uh, Disney ones, like double teamed, where it's those twins. Love and basketball. It's about a women. They would. I think I'd have to go with love and basketball, but really, my answer would be I would have to write my own. 
Well, I mean, you could be an Uncle Drew, too, because there's Lisa Leslie in it. Yep. That's true. Legend. But I haven't seen it yet, so I can't okay. I can't put my stamp on and say I want to be in it if I haven't seen it. <laughs> true. True. Uh, Penny, what movie would you want to be in? Uh, Love and Basketball and Coach Carter. Coach Carter, one of those two? Yeah, two of my favorite basketball movies. Okay. I would have to... I got a tie between a couple. I got Semi-Pro, White Men Can't Jump, and then Teen Wolf. Because... <laughs> Who doesn't like the idea of some average teenager <laughs> who turns into a werewolf and becomes oh my God, a I love that basketball movie. stud? Like, that is that is pure gold. That is a genius idea. That is prime time Michael J. Fox. <laughs> that's <laughs> Marty McFly turning into I a forgot movie. about that movie, too. Me, too, but that's a good movie. Yeah, exactly. The yeah. guy was dancing and did a flip on a moving car. As a werewolf. <laughs> See, that reminds me of one of my favorite How I Met Your Mother episodes. Because there's an episode where Marshall starts coaching Lily's basketball team at her school. And they they did a Teen Wolf reference in that in that episode. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm sure. That, that's, that's, that'd be a fun one to go to. Um, okay. Well, got those questions out of the way. Uh it was a, we can, we're always going to be watching out for those new movies. Like I said, we'll probably come back to this topic since right now we got to fill some spots while we our beloved NBA is going through its um, issues, as we all are right now. We're all going through this together, staying strong. Mm-hmm. Um, well, on that note, it's been a great one this week, guys, talking about movies. That's always fun. Um, and then for all you listeners out there, don't forget, describe our Twitter we are setting up an Instagram account. We're going to get on that one. And then we'll also have a Facebook one account coming up real quick with that, too. Be on the lookout for that through our Twitter page. Um, and then follow Belly Up and the other podcasts and all the other articles going on right there. We're doing some big things here. So keep involved with all of us here because um, you're going to be getting some great updates and everything that's going on in sports and basketball. Okay. You guys have a great week, listeners. Peace.